So wake me up. This is Jaden for breakfast. On 92.9. Of course, a lot of businesses doing it very tough after the closures yesterday uh, that the government imposed from midday yesterday. And unfortunately, one of the measures taken was the closing of cinemas to try and keep this coronavirus to uh, stop it from spreading. And of course, uh, our only cinema in town, the Forum 6 Cinema, part of that closure, Grant Lee, the manager of the Forum 6 Cinema, he joins me on the line right now. How are you, Grant? I'm really well, thank you, JB. How are you? Yeah, really well, really well. You got some good news that at some stage down the track, we can't put any time frames on it, of course, but the cinema is looking to reopen. Yes, most definitely. Even though the government has shut us down, which is, I think, the right thing, yeah. we have to stop this virus. This virus is going to get worse if we don't start to self-isolate and everything. So I I don't hold any grudges or anything, yeah. so it's all good. But we are going to reopen, which is really good. So we're, we're packing things up and we're you know moving things around. We're shutting projectors down and computers that haven't never been shut down for the last 11 years that we've been there. <laughs> yeah. and, um, but we are going to reopen once we're allowed to. Yeah, sensational. That's fantastic news. Uh, run us through, obviously it was a, a horrendous day. Yes, how many staff do you employ there at the cinema? Yeah, we've got around 20 staff yep, that we yep. have. Um, most of them are casuals, which I feel so bad uh, for them. Yeah, um, It's just one of those things, unfortunately. And unfortunately, your business is your staff. And yep. unfortunately, it's just, it, yeah, it's heartbreaking. I've had some sleepless nights, and yeah. I know even the owners, um, they've had sleepless nights as well over the last few nights because, you know, it's just staff, we're family. Yeah. Um, and we look after each other. And one thing I do want to do is um, keep in touch with the staff. Um, all the staff are coming back once we reopen, yeah. so there's no hassles. Um, they're all going to come back, which is really good. Yeah, that's and that's the. Uh, I mean, it's 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 hard on all those industries at the moment, uh, which have been affected by this. But you know, the hospitality industry they are allowed to do the takeaways and the in-home deliveries, which I know has uh, has had some of those industries cut back on the number of staff needed because obviously the reduced demand. But that's one option that obviously a cinema can't can't do that. So uh, no. it's a complete you know shutdown. Uh, what are the wider ramifications on the actual movie industry with this massive shutdown? And we're seeing this in, you know, not just here in Australia, but some wide movie uh, countries, America, uh, obviously Europe, uh, the Asian market, China. This must have huge impacts on, on those massive movie companies as well. Oh, it has. It's, it's absolutely so big. And that's, you know, you'd remember Bond was the first movie mm. that moved back to November. Yeah. And then all the other distributors started moving their movies because it costs a lot of money to make these movies. Yeah. And when you look at their markets are slowly closing down, they're not getting the return mm. to pay for that actual movie. So, you know, when, a, when we sell a ticket, up to 80% of that ticket price goes to the distributor straight yep. away. Yeah. So they're the ones... And when you think it's so many people out of work yeah. now in the movie industry, just not the cinemas, it's 
the you know the production crews yeah. and all those as well because they wouldn't be making movies either. They've had to shut them down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 crazy, and I mean that that's the thing. All these, uh, you, you're right. It's this going to have some ramifications on release dates for next year once the cinemas yep. get open because they haven't been making movies in the last 12 months, so there won't be a lot to show on the big screen, unfortunately. I mean, we've got a backlog, obviously, but, you know, it's, it's going to be very hard to facilitate getting these films out in the, in the, the next 12, 18 months. Exactly. Uh, Do you remember a few years ago, or quite a few years ago, we had the writer's strike yes, in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah. And it affected so many TV shows and yes. movies for some time because we didn't have any product. Yes. So it is. It's going to be the same thing. Yeah, no, very true. Well, hey, I, I wish you and your staff all the best over the the the, the, the near future. Uh, and, look, hopefully, as everyone said, hopefully we'll get a, uh, a fix on this uh, sooner yeah. rather than later. But, obviously, once everything is safe to go back to normality, of course. Uh, exactly. and Thank you very much, Grant. We'll definitely support you guys once those doors at the Forum 6 Cinema reopen again. And thank you so much for being available to have a chat with us this morning. No problems at all. Thanks, JB, and thank you for everything. Not a drama at all. That is Grant Lee, the cinema manager of the Forum 6 Cinema here in Tamworth. And, of course, that is our McDonald's McCafe coffee break. Get in there now. Drive through is still available. No dine-in option at McDonald's. But you can download the My Macca's app, purchase five McCafe drinks, and you'll get one free. That is available right now at McCafe at all three McDonald's, south on Gunning New Road, east on Mary Street, and west on Bridge Street as well. So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. <laughs> Of course, a lot of businesses out there affected with the closure yesterday, the lockdown of cafes and restaurants, except for those doing takeaway or uh, at-home deliveries. It's affected a lot, a lot of businesses. And one of them that has been affected is the Welder's Dog in Armadale and Tamworth. However, they are doing something a little bit different to combat this. Tom from the Welder's Dog in Armadale and Tamworth joins me on the line right now. How are you, Tom? Morning, JB. Good, thanks, mate. Considering how I hear, mate. I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. It must have been a very stressful couple of weeks for you guys, I imagine. Oh, yeah. Like everyone, we're in this situation together. But, yep. look, I, I think um, I think there will be some good that comes out of it. It's going to be a bit of a, a slow road. We're, um, we're reasonably positive about it and, yep. and um, trying to just keep the conversation going with other small businesses and trying to keep our head above water in any way we can, really. Yeah. Now, you've dispatched some of your staff and kept them on to make these bunker boxes, which will be available sort of in a testing phase over the next couple of days in Armidale and hopefully being rolled out in Tamworth as well. Well, tell us about these bunker boxes. I love this idea. Yeah, that's right, mate. I guess it was a bit of a response to um, us closing the bars and then us talking to a lot of lot of businesses in, in Armidale and Tamworth and everyone's still needing to employ, employ staff keep their factories or small businesses going in some way. And in, in the same token, people are still wanting to get their groceries, not wanting to perhaps go out to Coles or Woolies to get their groceries. And we thought, well, here's, here's a bit of a concept. We'll put boxes together with your essentials, call them bunker boxes. We'll deliver them in a sanitary way to, to your home. Mm. And I, fully online, a secure payment system, and then direct to your door. So... Um, yeah, we're thinking the essentials with a couple of little treats in there. We've got um, meat, eggs, um, milk from Peel Valley, um, and a lot of other other producers like uh, yeah, really nice bread from say Goldfish Bowl in, in Armadale. And it's it's really keeping the money in those local businesses, yeah. keeping those jobs happening, and um, people get a good experience and a necessity 
necessary items at the other end. Yeah, and I love that that you're helping out other local producers as well by keeping all those local products in those bunker boxes as well, which is amazing. Yeah, that's right. It's um, yeah, we're all in it together, like yeah. I said before, and um, I, I guess like if, if I put my um my my home hat on, and I, I don't really want to go down to Coles and all this madness, and yeah. and you need these essentials, well. Yeah. We're selling them for a good price. All the producers are getting getting the right price, yeah. the good retail price, and we're passing that on to the consumers. And so everyone's getting a good deal out of this, and it's creating this really good community um, talk. And yeah, I know a lot of other people are doing similar things. So I think it's just one one small part of the big picture to help 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 us get through this whole thing. Yeah, I understand too. There at the Welders Dog, you've also redeployed some of your uh, workforce into other facets of the business to try and reduce, obviously, staff being put off during this as well. Yeah, that's right. So, so unfortunately, we've been in the hospitality industry. We've got a lot of casuals. We've got, got full times as well. But, yeah, so it was a bit of a quick decision. We wanted to quickly redeploy our full-time workers back into the brewery, which is our, you know, sanitary food-grade area yep. to be able to do these boxes. So we've got them working in there now. We're doing the concept with the first boxes getting released around Armadale this week. And then if this all works, uh, we'll quickly launch it in, into Tamworth and um, and try and get back those those casual hours for staff that have had to had to lose all them, unfortunately, those yeah. hours. So um, hopefully we can build it back up to our original workforce. We'll just see how it all, all turns yeah. out, yeah. Fantastic. Tom from the Welders Dog, I love the concept. I love the idea. And please keep us uh, keep in touch with us about the rollout in Tamworth because I love it. Thank you so much, Tom. Thank you, JV. All the best, mate. Yeah, for sure. And all the best to you guys and all the team there at Welders Dog. Hopefully you can get back on your feet sooner rather than later. Yeah. Thanks very much. Thanks for your interest. Thank no, you. Not a drama at all. Tom there from the Welders Dog in Tamworth and Armadale and those bunker boxes as they get rolled out throughout the region. We'll certainly keep you up to date with those and you get more details too through the uh, the Welders Dog Facebook and social media pages. 20 past eight here at 92.9. So wake me up. This is JV for breakfast. On 92.9. A NAB employee, <laughs> he apparently faked a coronavirus test result which led to an evacuation of the bank's Melbourne head office last week. That escalated very quickly. What I don't, a... I, I, I can't say the words that I'm thinking. <laughs> I don't think he. I don't think he imagined that they'd, they'd take it that seriously and evacuate the office. I don't know why though. I think that if you work for any company like NAB, you know that they yeah. have protocols upon protocols for everything, and yeah. that if there was a hint yes. of COVID nineteen in that office, there would be a mass evacuation. Yeah. What <laughs> an idiot! In the words of Hermione Granger, I just. But also, why fake it? Like, did he yes. just want two weeks off? I, I'm I'm not sure. So, it, well, the the, the uh, employee who faked it's since been sacked. Yep, fair uh, call. NAB's chief per- people officer. <laughs> <laughs> what a title! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That's like a, well, a company I worked for, their human resources department, which is what they were known for for ages, turned to people and culture. Yes, I love they, they try to make it like more yeah. like approachable. You know, yes. we're about the people. We're, we're for about, the people. Yes. On behalf of the people, we are the people. <laughs> like, no, you're HR. <laughs> yes. So I call you. Uh, they apparently are uh, Susan Ferrier, the chief 
people officer <laughs> emailed staff on Monday to tell them the worker at the Burke Street building had falsified the positive result for a COVID-19 test on March 17. We have since determined the testing information provided by the colleague appears to be uh, falsified. Uh, the colleague subsequently undertook a test which was negative and reflecting on the severity of this matter, the colleague will not be returning to NAB. <laughs> <laughs> what a diplomatic way of putting that email. Very much so. I just think as if you wouldn't <laughs> get caught out. I mean, you'd have to give kudos. It would have had to have been a fairly good fake, I yeah. guess. To... Maybe there was like a report due on the Monday <laughs> and he needed a bit more time to do it. So he's like, this will pass some time. Get the office evacuated. <laughs> They won't want my report and go home that night, finish yeah. off, hand it in on Tuesday, be a hero, and then not be here next week. <laughs> That's all I can think. No one will know. Yeah, definitely don't do that one, okay? Not that anyone out there, I'm sure, would even think about doing that, but no, these things are taken very seriously at the moment. So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. Get all up. 92.9. Apparently, Ellen DeGeneres, she's a mean boss. Uh, Kevin T. Porter who uh, is a weekend writer and comedian, so you know this stuff's legit. <laughs> he said Ellen DeGeneres, and I'll put your right mic on. There we go. <laughs> Keeping me on my toes today, yeah. and he's changing the mic. Wake up. up. Hey? <laughs> there we go. Uh, he, he put up on Twitter that he said she's one of the meanest people alive. Whoa. Respond to this with the most insane stories you've heard about Ellen being mean. And every single one of them, I'll give $2 to the LA Food Bank. Wow, okay. So enticing them out with charity. That's, yeah. I don't know if that's the right way to do it. But but he got more than 1,000 replies to his tweet with people coming out of the woodworks with their not-so-nice experiences with Ellen. Look. This is crazy. Because I, I did read this story. Yeah. And apparently she has a thing where if people smell bad or they have yes. bad breath, she sends them home. And yeah. I'm not mad about it. Like, wow. If it's that bad that she's noticing. Yeah, must be pretty bad. Like, she apparently has a sensitive nose, and that's the quote here. Yeah, right. And also, I just think as well, mm. famous people are always going to have people who say bad stories oh, about yeah. them. So it's not people that I don't believe it. that it's not a thing. Like, I just, yeah. I'm also just like, eh. Yeah, and it's always hard if you're a famous person, you have a bad day. People yeah. will use that against you for like the next hundred years. You know, my, the, you know, Michael Jackson yelled at me 35 years ago. Exactly. Uh, and there just seems to be. I also read another one, and this lady was basically complaining about um, Ellen during the taping of the show, and said that you know between. Um, like between breaks essentially yeah. she would just go behind stage and she wouldn't talk to the audience and yeah. things like that and that was meant to be like a bad thing and yeah. I was like that's her job though yeah. I was just like she puts on yeah, this talk show, show host yeah. persona and like yes that is Ellen but it's only a fragment yeah. of Ellen like that's just her talk host persona yeah. and like you don't get to own someone just because you're a fan of them which yeah. I feel like is yeah. often there have you had any mean bosses? Um, any, I think any... mean's a hard word. I've had difficult bosses. Oh, okay. difficult bosses. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> to be diplomatic. Yeah, yeah very I had diplomatic. a boss who, um, bless him, when you would write a, an article or copy, he would say, um, he would send like passive-aggressive messages. <laughs> so he would read it and he would say, 
do you think that the first paragraph is strong enough? Like, do you think? And it would be like, well, clearly, no, no. But even do you think will be, do we think? And it was like, well, no, obviously it's not strong enough because you're messaging me. And I would just be like, just tell me you hate the first sentence. Just yes. say, Annie, it's bad work. Start again. I would honestly prefer that than the the beat around the bush ones. Yes. Like, just seriously, yeah. Rip come the on. the Band-Aid off. Yeah. Or this, and this was a pet peeve among the entire office when they would read the article when it was still in draft mode and say, "Oh, there's an error." And you're like, "Yeah, it's in draft yeah, mode. Like I'm working yet. on yeah. it. I'm sorry that as I'm typing, I'm not a hundred percent perfect." I had a boss who was very old school mm. years ago. My very first job out of uh, school, yeah, and she made me make her sandwiches. Whoa. In the office. So how's that for getting kicked out? What was down? the actual job? <laughs> uh, sales. At <laughs> I had to make sandwiches. <laughs> in TV, yeah. And my boss, I used to have to make, this is like Devil Wears Prada stuff. It really was. <laughs> I had to make, you know, make the 18-year-old male in the office make the sandwiches for his 55-year-old, you know, semi-retired boss. <laughs> See, you know? I think I would do that if I was in charge and there was like some low-level person like, make me a sandwich. But it gets better. This is 2005 when sort of eating healthy, dairy-free yeah, okay. things wasn't really in. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. if, if you were a celiac or something, there was like, you know, one item on the shelf and that was it. Yeah. It wasn't like a whole aisle like we have today, you know. She ate, because she was allergic to dairy, she, she ate tofu cheese and I used to have to cut that up and put... And put it on her sandwiches. <laughs> it's like you talking about haggis pops. Oh. I'm like heaving in the kitchen, cutting tofu up this tofu products, cheese. It's gross. And tofu products 13 years ago were not no, good. No, like they it have was nasty. vastly improved. Oh, but <laughs> this was nasty. That is wrong. I used to have to cut up this tofu cheese and put it. I think she had like tuna, baby spinach, tofu cheese. On rye bread sandwich. That is the worst combination I'm gonna just of a sandwich interject. ever. Yes. I actually really like rye bread. Rye bread. I loved rye bread too, but I don't like the tuna and no, tofu cheese no. on it. I thought you were about to say you worked for Subway and that was why you were making a sandwich. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. <laughs> This is an awesome little initiative to brighten things up and keep people physically distancing from one another as well. Uh, Chalk and talk. I love this so much, particularly yesterday. It felt like every story I was writing was um, not so good news, so it was nice to have something to to cheer it up. But it's such an awesome thing. So basically, um, Tamworth True is a new Facebook event which has kind of been started in the wake of everything and it's all about promoting positivity and about how the community can help each other. And they're looking to actually organise some events that will connect the community but still keep within social distancing rules. So the first one that we've got is Chalk and Talk this weekend. And it's basically just grab a box of chalk and get out on your driveway this morning and just draw on your driveway. Like I used to love doing that as a kid. Even yesterday I met with Joanne, who's one of the organisers, to take a photo for our website and I got in and was helping colour in the rainbow (laughs) because I didn't want to just stand there. So... (laughs) 
so awesome, you know, and like it, the idea is hopefully people can get out at the same time so you can chat with each other just from the safety of your own driveways and then take some photos, post it on social media. They've got a few hashtags that they want you to use. Yeah. It's all just kind of about spreading positivity and um, and just finding ways to connect with each other despite the fact that we have to keep our distance. I love this. There's been a little bit of this going on. I noticed last week in America... Uh, with more and more, uh, you know, big populated areas going into lockdown, uh, California was uh, looking at uh, people in their houses to put up Christmas lights and put up all the Christmas decorations to spread the Christmas cheer in March. Yeah. Which I don't, I don't know how I feel about that just between you and I. I love Christmas. I'm no Grinch, but I don't know about doing it outside of Christmas time. That's a little, <laughs> little bit odd. And so, much, so a, a radio station over there has gone 24-hour Christmas format wow. to tie in with everyone putting up their Christmas That's lights. That's amazing. It's crazy. And um, I I'd mean, stick with the chalk on the driveway personally, but whatever... <laughs> Whatever makes you happy through these times. Yeah, and I think, you know, we've seen videos coming out of, of different countries of people in apartment blocks having yeah. raves, essentially, yeah. or cheering and clapping and yeah. I playing music. And I just think, you know, we've got to find ways yeah. to still be a community without being in the one spot. Yes. Yeah, I agree completely. That's right. Uh, definitely get all the details about this uh, chalk and talk up on our website, fm929.com.au. And look, we'll definitely uh, do the best we can to try and spread some positive news stories through these hard times. If you've got some that you're doing, uh, feel free to let us know. Please, please let me know. (laughs) I would love some positive news. Anything. Send it our way. Yes. (laughs) fm929.com.au for the link. So wake me up. This is JB for breakfast. On 92.9.